1: What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? Have a light of heart ...the ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome
0: aboard the Black Pearl.
1: Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, a Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films. One blimey minute at a time. How dare you. (laughs) Again with the intro stealing.
0: I'm Heather Artis from Pirates of the Caribbean. Wow.
1: Walk the plank. Yeah, you don't even know (laughs) where we're at. (laughs) I'm Scott Artist from ScottArtis.com.
0: And I'm Heather Artis from BlackPearlMinute.com. See,
1: you can't do it unless it's actually <laughs> how it's supposed to be done.
0: I don't know what happened there.
1: I just told you. You only have a memory for it when it's done in a certain order. Out of order, you can't do it. That's rude. Well, it's the truth. Thanks for joining us for minute 64 of Dead Man's Chest. And this is why you can't do the opener. We've tried it behind the scenes. And it jumbles no, up. No, we have it. You've, as we are starting the pre-recording process, have tried to go through the opener. And no. it's all a jumbled nightmare. It is, too. You're all over the place, like, uh, Star Wars Minute and Harry Potter Minute. Yeah, that's how you do it. In the previous minute, Will Turner sells his proverbial soul to Captain Jack Sparrow. And perhaps embraces the Kobayashi Maru, setting the stage for his future self. Spoilers. Hell, even I like the name Captain Calamari. Or you can address me as Lord of the Deep. Yep, that's right. Now we know that it's the title that Will loves, and given the dance number between Jones and Sparrow, he's dead set on accepting the challenge to upset the reigning Irish step-dancing mega star, Michael Flatley, the Lord of the Dance. <laughs> Lord of the Dance, Lord of the Deep, I smell a dance-off.
0: <laughs>
1: Fishy Minute 64 begins with Davy Jones finishing his sarcasm, Self. All these years as Captain Jack Sparrow, the Flying Dutchman crew laugh as Jack has made the butt of Jones' joke. Jack turns, you have my payment. One soul to serve on your ship, he's already over there. The minute ends with Jack interrupting the laughing Davy Jones and his crew. Have you not met Will Turner? He's noble, heroic, terrific soprano. Worth at least four, maybe three and a half. That is the end of the minute. Three and
0: a half That's the
1: breakdown of the minute. He's worth three and a half souls. Oh. Four, nah, three and a half. Okay, it appears Davy Jones crossed the line here. Jack was a bit meager there for a moment with the first interaction. Jones had the upper hand. He forces him to dance the tango. But unfortunately, he flaunted it. That's the downfall of Davy Jones. He flaunted it. His overconfidence showed through. He and the crew were laughing at Jack. Then he crosses the line. That's what happens. That's exactly what I see going on here. There's a line in the sand, a chip on the shoulder, whatever it was, crossed, knocked off. He did that when he insulted the name, the reputation of Captain Jack Sparrow. Because he says that you go around touting the name Captain Jack Sparrow, and yet you were barely a captain. Well, he's He's only a captain for two years. But he's making fun of it. And Jack's that's what Jack is. I mean, because that's when Jack comes alive. He's reminded of who he is, he's the trickster. It's just the motivation he needed to basically remind himself that, yeah, wait a second here. I am Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> that's the brilliance of this minute and the acting. Turning the switch on. And that's what's interesting because Jack was kind of just, you know, falling into this ball. It's like he was crouched down. He was being beaten down.
0: When when Like when he said, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then... Soon as he brought in the name and started making fun of Captain Jack Sparrow the moniker, it was wait a second here. Nobody makes fun of Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> and that's when he like starts to be revived. It's almost like Davy Jones should have been saying Jack Sparrow and not Captain Jack Sparrow. Because then that would have maybe given an opportunity for Jack to stay or to step in and say, it's Captain. Captain, Captain you know? Jack Sparrow. But that's yeah. the running. Kind of joke or theme that's been going out throughout this movie or the last movie. Right. Is this give him the respect that he deserves kind of deal as a captain. And now Davy Jones is blatantly making fun of that. Right. Just throwing it completely back in his face. And as the trickster, now that he's got his confidence back, he's kind of like, let's get the negotiations rolling here. Or
0: his name back.
1: Yeah, his name back. There you go. Because you can see it in his eyes, his personality comes back, gives him the energy to work to get the upper hand. Yeah, and unfortunately for Will, he gets thrown under the bus. <laughs> Do you think oh, he's Will. really like giving up Will, or is he just buying time? Because he does ask for Will back so they can get underway. He
0: does ask for Will back, but then Davy doesn't said, no, I'm keeping the boy. Yeah, so the boy. they always call him the boy also. It's not like he's 12 years old. Exactly.
1: But do you think he's giving up Will to this or is he not? Is he giving Will to Davy Jones, basically? That's my question to you.
0: I kind of feel like he's got a plan. He's not really giving him up.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure he was really trying to trade away Will. As he did ask for him back. I mean, but maybe it's like probably he figured he would just gather extra souls to take his place, maybe? Although he does attempt to say his soul is worth more than the average person. Yeah. So he's still bartering for Will's soul. Right. He's still trying to get, like, top dollar for the soul that's already there. Yeah. It's like he's trying to get credit for something that he's already turned in. Yeah. Like, come on, hey, you already got one. He's worth <laughs> four. Well, three and a half. That's what's interesting here. I don't, I think maybe it's meant to leave us as the audience wondering what the hell going on. Right. Does he really care about Will? Does he not care about Will? Is he ready to throw Will under the bus to save his own soul? That's what it's its interesting. Right. Because it's hard, it's hard to get a read on him with that. It is. Because there's stuff that go either way. There's like evidence for either side of that.
0: Well, he's the one that was chosen to go to the Flying Dutchman to go get the the key, you know, and... So, if his life is lost, it's not as worth as much as another pirate's life if they go over there, Or is it that he's smarter than some of the other pirates on there besides Jack?
1: Well, that's okay. Yes, Will has more capability than the other average motley crew person, so there's no way that if they were to send a motley crew guy over there that they're going to fare any better than Will would, right for sure. Plus, none of them are going to step up to this task either. Will is the only one who's brave enough to actually step up to this task of actually going over there himself. That's why he volunteers. Plus, he has the motivation behind him of saving Elizabeth. Yeah. And he probably can't trust Jack if Jack were to go over there anyways. Even if Jack didn't have a price on his head or a debt to be repaid, could he really allow Jack to go over there by himself without being watched? Well, then you'd
0: make a bargain there. Okay, well, you can go go over there. But I'm keeping the compass here.
1: Yeah, that could be something like that. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's hard to get a read if Jack actually cares about Will in this instance. Or if he does care about him, it's still, well, yeah, I'd rather not see him go or die. But if it's between me and Will, I choose me. Right. It's kind of how he does things. Right. So that's maybe what's going on here. Because he does try to bargain for Will to come back. And so you're right, there maybe there's a plan of action there. And and maybe Jack doesn't even know what the plan is. It's let's try and get all of our crew back. Let's get the hell out of here. And we can formulate something while we're on the water. Right. While we're sailing away. Yeah. Maybe we can get to dry land again. As long as it's not Pelagosto. <laughs> that could be what he's thinking, is just yeah. anything at this stage to for kind of just forestall this inevitable. Yeah. Because that's what Jack does, and we talked about it last minute, his pushing death back, his, his cheating death, his cheating the system. Right. And Jack's okay with that. If he can cheat the system and come out okay, then he's going to do it. Right. So maybe it's a little bit of both. I mean, maybe Jack's not completely on the up and up, but he's also not completely. And we've, I think, talked about this even in season one, that he kind of hovers in that anti-hero role where he's not like a Barbosa character or Davy Jones in this instance. But neither is he a Will or Elizabeth either. He hovers and floats back and In forth between that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also where we get the running franchise joke too. Did you catch it? The joke that so far is stretched from the first to the second film. You missed it, didn't you? You didn't Maybe catch I it. Maybe I did. You didn't. Oh yeah, you missed it. I think you did. It's a eunuch joke while he's talking to Davy Jones. Will is a eunuch makes a subtle reappearance here.
0: Oh, I didn't catch that part.
1: That's right. You didn't catch that. Because when it comes to eunuchs, I'm the expert here, I Uh guess. (laughs) I could spot a eunuch in a movie (laughs) from a couple feet away. Really? When talking with Jones, Jack says a couple of things that play into this joke. This running Pirates of the Caribbean franchise eunuch thing. Firstly, he tells Davy Jones that Will is a terrific soprano. Which is the highest of the four standard singing voices? The highest of the voice. That's the running joke, right? Yes. Your voice goes higher if you lose (laughs) the nether region area.
0: How do you The berries.
1: Oh, because I've seen plenty of movies. You get kicked there, whatever. The berries. Yep. There he goes. High voice. (laughs) Secondly, he says that Will is worth at least four men. Then after thinking about it for a second,
0: well, maybe three and a half.
1: (laughs) So there you go. I mean, poor Will. This is exactly how a rumor gets started. Especially in these times. Yeah. Jack's spouting off at the bar. I can just see it now. Says he works with a former blacksmith turned pirate. Kind of doing the finger quote thing. Who's been snippy snippied. (laughs) Then before you know it, Jack's leading the entire pub in a round of Will has only got one ball. Jones has got two, but they're very small. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Right? Then Will is known as the pirate eunuch, which creates a whole... Problem for Elizabeth. She decides to run away, dresses as a boy, and hitches a ride on the Edinburgh Trader. The end. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Rewritten right now. Wow. With a eunuch theme to it. And, of course, I got to throw out the tune to Hitler Only Has One Ball.
0: God.
1: Ah, made famous, that song. <laughs> Hey, I don't think we can get in trouble for Hitler propaganda, can we? I don't think so. I think that's pretty much everybody's on our side with that one.
0: Maybe. I
1: mean, I'm sure that there's some of the weird populations out there. There's probably a select few. Okay, yeah, maybe, but uh, I'm going to go with the majority that says it is okay to sing the Hitler has only one ball song. Which is technically one more than Will has, according to <laughs> to Jack. I mean, anyways, we do get the age-old question answered, by the way, since we are talking about running jokes and things. Now it's age-old question. Huh?
0: The, what come first? The chicken or the egg? No,
1: that's a different age-old question. Oh. It's the price of a soul.
0: Oh. No. Well, not
1: really is a price, but maybe more of a rate. Like an equivalency thing.
0: Price of Jack's soul, but not a soul in general.
1: No, that's why I'm saying it's not maybe a price, it's like a rate.
0: Oh, okay. It's
1: like a ratio. One soul is not equal to Horatio? another. Her ratio? Her ratio. Yeah. You brought in Andy Griffith. That almost gets a high five. That was a good episode. If you okay, see this is a tangent now. This is now if you haven't seen Andy Griffith, you got I, I wish I knew the name of that episode offhand. But it's where Andy is trying to explain... This is Pirates of the Caribbean. Now we're going to talk Andy Griffith. I swear, we got to start an Andy Griffith podcast. Anyways, Andy is trying to explain, if I recall correctly, something about... I think he was giving to the Needy Children's Fund. And he didn't give money because Opie is really trying to... Spoilers for a 1960s show, if that's such a thing. Spoilers. Opie's trying to save his money to buy something, a coat for his girlfriend. Poor Horatio. And... Andy is trying to explain how three and three quarters of a boy or whatever or a kid is it's disenfranchised or needy or something like that. Right? And then when he says that, Opie's like all upset and kind of shocked. Like, I've never seen three and a half boys, three and three quarters of a boy or whatever. And Andy's like, no, it's a ratio. And he's all, poor Horatio.
0: <laughs> it's like the greatest...
1: Andy Griffith kind of conversation between him and Opie ever. Okay. It's that's
0: Opie's a- charity.
1: Opie's charity is the episode. Thanks for looking that up.
0: And it's one and a half boys. One and a
1: half boys. Oh, I've never seen one and a half boys.
0: <laughs> Horatio's the half boy. Exactly. <laughs> Look, now, Opie, just forget that part of it. For, for, forget the part about the half a boy.
1: It's pretty hard to forget a thing like that, Bob Well, try
0: Or Horatio.
1: Okay, it's a winner. You gotta do it. Look up Hopi's Charity. Watch it. It's a good episode. It's a good lesson on not jumping to conclusions, too. (laughs) Anyways, back to actually why we're supposed to be here. This is Pirates of the Caribbean. We're talking soul talk here. And Jones is saying Sparrow's soul is equivalent to 100 other souls. Is clearly an attempt to be the winner here. And I'll give him kind of the props for trying this. Davy Jones. Because He gives Jack the impossible task, is essentially what happens here. If Jack fails, Davy still wins his soul as originally agreed upon. Right. However, should Jack actually manage to gather a hundred souls...
0: In three days. In
1: three days, then Davy Jones still wins, because now he's got a hundred of them. And then he'll get Jack later. Yeah. During the entire negotiation for souls, Jack has the confidence of his... Well, it's like the typical confidence has returned. This is the confidence which seems to have been lost for the moment. But it's kind of returning here. Yeah, Jack looks like a completely different guy. He's not that beat down pirate dog anymore. He's now come back strong. And I just really think that that whole thing is really interesting. And it plays off on that trickster Bugs Bunny thing. Yeah. Still. I mean, and, and I hate to keep bringing that back up. But it's it's so... True when you watch it, just even the movements. And that gets back to the tango that we mentioned yesterday, and we talked about that. It's a lot of cartoon Bugs Bunny elements, and a lot of them are recycled here. It's just really cool. But since we're talking about souls, I do have some information on souls in the Pirates of the Caribbean universe. A few instances, I guess I should call them instead of, you know, information. In Walt Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean, there's an area referred to as a graveyard of lost souls. Screenwriters... Ter- I was <laughs> trying to picture where. Well, you'll have to picture it elsewhere. Screenwriters Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio originally conceived of Davy Jones and his crew as ghost-like creatures. And they were determined to come up with a never-before-seen fantastical characters. Director Gore Verbinski wanted them to be more specifically of the sea with gravity and weight. As if the souls of shipwrecked sailors had fused with the detritus of the ocean floor. Hmm. So that's kind of what we end up with these kind of creatures that are people slash parts of the ocean. One area on Raven's Cove in Pirates of the Caribbean Online is known as the Cave of Lost Souls. In the Tim Powers novel on Stranger Tides, which served as the basis for the fourth pirate movie on Stranger Tides. Yeah, I got it. Because of the titles right there. There's a book. And I have to make these connections for you because sometimes they don't interlink. Got it. Anyways practitioners of voodoo like blackbeard are able to transfer their soul from one body to another oh really exactly Hmm. so there you go that souls in pirates of the caribbean how it kind of interchanges so there is a lot of soul talk
0: very interesting
1: the modern english word soul derived from old english "sowol," was first shown in the 8th century poem beowulf and in the vespasian psalter it is similar with other german and baltic terms of the same idea the original concept is meant to be coming from or belonging to the sea or lake for a soul.
0: Huh? really?
1: Yeah. Because of the German belief in souls being born out of and returning to sacred lakes. Wow. And in even old Saxon, seo, it was kind of like the modern sea and that was part of soul and how all this etymology of the word and the origins of the word came together. Hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Then, of course, Davy Jones and ferrying the Souls concept is something that's been around for a while. Taken a variety of forms. Yeah. There's uh, things called psychopomps, which I found. Psycho what? Psychopomps. Pomps? Pomps. Okay. P-O-M-P-S. Okay. It's from a Greek word that literally means the guide of souls.
0: Oh, really? Anyways,
1: these psychopomps are creatures, spirits, angels, or deities in many religions whose responsibility is to escort newly deceased souls from Earth to the afterlife. And their role is not to judge the deceased, but simply to provide safe passage. Unlike me, who ferries souls, and I judge them. It's because Hi. I gotta judge. Examples are the ancient Egyptian god Anubis, always gotta like Anubis, the Greek ferryman Quran, you know, the whole river sticks thing, and deities Hermes and Hectate, the Roman god Mercury, and the Etruscan deity Vanth. All examples of that. And of course, Azrael plays the role of the angel of death who carries a soul up to the heavens in Judaism and Islam. Oh. Huh. But here we go. Here, Here's where it all like brings it home. The most common contemporary example appearing in popular culture is the Grim Reaper, of course. Oh, yes. Which dates from the 15th century England and has been adopted into many other cultures around the world, of course. And movies. It's all over the place. Is it? Oh, yeah. Like Scrooged with Bill Murray, the Grim Reaper. It's not judging Bill Murray. He's already been sentenced. He's just there to collect him. <laughs> that kind of thing. But hey, you know, uh, Grim Reaper action. Fits right into my mission <laughs> of really bringing the apocalypse to the show. Got Something it. I always got to work on. I don't know. Did you have anything? I'm getting kind I of do. going on. Okay, then uh, jump in.
0: Davy Jones, when he... I think it's right after he said the word price. Yeah. He makes this popping noise. Yeah, I was
1: going to bring that up, but I didn't know what to say about it. I wasn't sure what that's about. It
0: completely reminded me of Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Really? The look on his face and the noise and everything reminded me of a facial feature or a, huh. not a feature, but something that The Grinch would do. Really?
1: Yeah. I don't know if I saw The Grinch.
0: That Completely. Re- and, and that's this is not the first time it has reminded me of that. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, which is funny you mentioned the Jim Carrey kind of Grinch thing, because when I was talking about Will Turner and William Shatner the other day, Jim Carrey also does a really good William Shatner. And that's part of what I saw in that caricature of William Shatner that maybe Jim Carrey does in Will as well. But I don't know what's with the popping sound.
0: I, like, I think it's just some of his noises. Like that his ticks
1: and things like
0: that. For him being... Part of the ocean. Yeah. I don't know if Octopus... Because there's a couple different noises he do that. ends up making. But yeah. it just is the way... The look on the fa- his face and the way he does it reminds me of the Grinch.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of what... I mean, if we wanted to say if it reminded me of something, it's more like Jim Carrey doing the popping mouth noise, I think, probably in like Ace Ventura 2 when he's trying to talk in whatever that language was. He's like, you know, doing the finger in the cheek and popping it out. And he's like, chim chiminy chim chiminy charoo or whatever the heck he does there. What is going on with this episode? Andy Griffith, Ace Ventura, the Grinch. I mean, what the hell? I have no clue. I don't know. Okay, what else do you have? That's it. That's it? Yep. You mentioned everything else. Okay. Mentioned everything else? Yeah. But it's good that we're kind of ending on, again, like I said, we're talking about souls and Grim Reaper action. Because now if we're talking about selling one's soul, then we could venture into the legend of Faust and Mephistopheles. You know, the deal with the devil story kind of yeah. thing. But alas, I mean, we're just like bartering for people's souls. Yeah. And I think there's a difference. We're not like selling our souls. Right. We're uh, we're trying to get other souls through nefarious means. So, the question, I guess, is what's worse? Selling your soul or causing people to lose their lives so you can put somebody's soul in servitude for 100 years?
0: Oh, I think the latter.
1: I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe, right? Because Because that's now impeding on somebody else's soul. Selling
0: your soul is just for you. you.
1: Then the other is other people. A hundred other people. Now you're interfering in the lives of other people. Yes. Okay. So I'm guessing I'm pretty sure there's it's worse for selling or taking bartering. other people's souls. Yes. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Bartering for their souls. Well, that's all I got then. I don't know if I can go past anything of selling and bartering souls. <laughs> Honest work if you can get it, I guess. <laughs> but just thinking about it. Yeah. No, okay. We'll be back on Friday with Minute 65 of Dead Man's Chest. Until then, scallywags, let's keep the horn swoggling and the soul selling and bartering to a minimum.
0: Probably a good idea.
1: Uh, For some people it is. Hitler has only got one (laughs) ball. guy. has two but very small. has something similar And poor old girls has no balls at all. You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with the Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, twitter.com slash Men, instagram.com slash Show, soundcloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, and by all means give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew listeners group for post episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning.
0: Yo ho ho This is a Shoutreach Media
1: Production.